This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. was never meant to be traveled backwards. That is why you must move on. Learn from your past mistakes and carefully apply its lessons. But let no one define you by your past. Critics and those with unresolved issues 
may try to whitewash their own dark history by dwelling on yours. Don't give them the brush. Remember, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Thus, when folks dig up your past, reconstruct it and try to resettle you there. Tell them you've moved on and have no desire of ever living there anymore. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 reads, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Friend, your new dwelling place is in Christ. So, move on and stop dwelling on the past. Written by Samuel Cranting Pippin, I am Belle Dolabiel. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us, and His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then... Ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville.
This is another edition of the Daily Devotional Series. We're taking a good look at symbolic acts. And as we learn that the book of Jeremiah itself is rich with symbolism and imagery. And as we all know, we are going to take a look at a few of these symbols. What they were, what they meant, and what lessons we should take away from them for ourselves. And our memory verses from Romans chapter 9 verse 21. Had not the potter power over the clay of the same lamp to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? And today, our lesson is captioned, Truth in Symbols. And scripture is exceedingly rich in symbols. All kinds abound, and in most cases, they represent truths greater than themselves. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 to 7. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respected unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Amen. Amen. Talking of what I just read, what do their two different sacrifices symbolize? Um, as we are looking at the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 7, we as she introduced the topic for this morning, truth and symbols. Here, the two sons of Adam, Cain and Abel, were to offer sacrifices to God. And, you know, when you consider um, the verse 6 and 7 where God questions Cain and the Lord said unto Cain why are thou rough and why is thy countenance falling if thou doest well shall thou not be accepted and if thou doest not well sin light at the door so right from this passage we get to know that Cain knew what was right but he decided to do what he himself is willing to do and so he presented fruits instead of presenting an animal just as Abel did and according to the Bible, his king's offering or king's sacrifice was not accepted by God and Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God. Now, taking these sacrifices and looking at symbols, what can we learn from them? In the book, Patriots and Prophets, page 72 and 73, Ellen White made a statement that Cain and Abel represent two classes that will exist in the world till the close of time. One class availed themselves of the appointed sacrifice for sin. The other ventured to depend upon their own merits. This is a sacrifice without the virtue of divine mediation. And thus, it is not able to bring man into favor with God. So, these two symbols or this sacrifice of Cain and Abel is a symbol representing two categories of people. The first category that is represented by the offering of Abel, offering an animal for a sacrifice, depends on the sacrifice made on our behalf by Jesus Christ on the cross. And it is through that sacrifice only that we gain salvation. And the other class represented by Cain represents those who believe that their own righteousness, their own works will save them. And so no matter what the Lord has commanded, no matter what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us, this category of people do not accept that. They believe their own works will save them, which is a lie. And so 
as Cain lost the focus of the sacrifice by presenting his own sacrifice that ended in his death, this category of people who believe that their own works could save them will be like Cain. They also lose their life. But those who humble themselves and believe in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, like Abel, will be accepted by the Lord. Thank you so much for taking us through these different sacrifices symbols. So therefore, what was the symbolism of the bronze serpent uplifted on the pool when the people were dying? Um, you see, in the book of Numbers, the people were dying as a result of their disobedience, and the Lord commanded Moses to raise that bronze serpent. One thing we should realize is that there was no strength, no power in that serpent, but the serpent was lifted up to be a symbol of faith, just to test whom they want to obey. And so the Lord commanded through Moses that he should command the people, whoever is bitten by the serpent, to raise up his head and look to that bronze serpent and will live. Some of them were obedient. Some of them did not obey. And those who obeyed had faith. Those who had faith in the words of Moses obeyed and looked to the serpent and indeed they did live. So one thing we should also learn from this is that the serpent itself had no message for us. It was just a symbol representing something. When you read John chapter 12 verse 32, Jesus made a statement that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men closer to myself. So basically, the serpent that was lifted up by Moses and commanded that whoever is bitten should look to that serpent and live was a symbol pointing to Christ. And John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus made a clear statement that if he is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. That symbol of the serpent was pointing to something other than the, the serpent itself. It was pointing to Jesus Christ. And those who have faith in looking at Jesus Christ as he died on the cross will be saved, like those who were bitten by serpents who looked and were saved. And those who disobey to look upon Jesus on the cross will be condemned. They will lose their eternal life that the Lord has in store for us, just as the disobedient children of Israel did. Thank you so much once again for taking us through this wonderful lesson. All through the Old Testament, the earthly sanctuary service was the most detailed symbolic representation of the plan of salvation. How much the Israelites understood about the meaning of all the rituals has been an open question for millennia. Though no doubt many did grasp the most important of all truths stood there, substitutionary atonement, the idea that in order for their sins to be forgiven, a substitute had to die in their state. Can you please elaborate on this for us? Um, in, in the culture of the Israelites, they were daily offering sacrifices to, you know, receive forgiveness of sin. Whenever a man commits evil, he is bound to bring an animal, lay his hands on the animal, confess his sin, and then the animal is killed and they use the blood to perform an atonement for the sinner. It was all pointing to the sacrifice that God will make on our behalf and at the fullness of time as Paul puts this in Galatians chapter 4 Jesus Christ came and died on the cross so all those symbols even though they might not have had a clear understanding as we have today were all pointing to Jesus Christ and his death on the cross just to save humanity unto God again 
Thank you so much for taking us through the lesson. Truth and symbols is what we just looked at. And what we ought to know is that through the sanctuary service, we have been given symbols, not only of the death of Jesus, but also of his high priestly ministry in heaven, the pre-advent judgment and the final disposition of sin at the end of age. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. It's working in me. 
Troubled man, my lord, you just ask anyone whose victories come and you speak the name over again. Oh, when you speak the name above every day, so is gonna be set free. Oh, blinded eyes will open up and see, and the scene is gonna be You are welcome to Moments of Truth. I'm Atta Michael from Valley View University, and I thank you for tuning your radio to this station. Shall we pray? We thank you, Lord, for this moment. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your guidance. We pray that may you be with us as we are sharing your message. Help us to understand as you have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our key test is chosen from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Abraham obeyed and as God told him, he was fulfilled by the promises God assured him. Reading from Genesis chapter 19 verses 16 to 17 also. As it reads, when Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hand of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city. For the Lord was merciful. Run for your lives, the angels warned. Do not stop anywhere in the valley and don't look back. Escape to the mountains or you will die. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following along behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. Beloved, departing from your partner is very difficult. But the Lord says you have to do so because the time is near. The topic I'm sharing with you is departing with your partner. The time is near. It's a condition. Either you go along with it or not. The consequences which you will choose is what you will bear. Abraham obeyed as God told him to sacrifice his son and all the promises was being fulfilled. Reading from Genesis chapter 22 verses 9 to 17. Lot also was able to escape from the fire which the angels set in the two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. But the wife chose to die. Therefore, she turned back and she became a pillar of salt. Today, when we mention fornication, people only draw their attention to man and woman affairs alone, but most Christians of today move on and off from malam, fetish priest, 
false teachers or pastors and many others. Whilst Christ has married you by paying with his blood to buy you from sin, beloved, Jesus is calling you today. Jesus is calling you now. Depart from your partner. Fighting has become your partner in your marriage. Always you find yourself in the drinking bar, insulting others, participating in demonic activities, and many others. God is calling you. God is ready. Jesus is calling you now. Come. Come now. You know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for the coming of our salvation. is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So don't live in darkness. Get rid of your evil deeds. Shed them like dirty clothes. Clothe yourself with the armor of right living as those who have in their light. We should be decent and true in everything we do so that everyone can approve of our behavior. Don't participate in wild parties and getting drunk or in adultery and immoral living or in fighting and jealousy. But let the Lord Jesus Christ take control of you. I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another. If you believe, you will also see and hold him as I will do. Then may the living Father fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for spending this time with me in this program called Moments of Truth. I am Atta Michael from Valley View University. Shall we pray? We thank you, our Lord and Master Savior, for giving us these ways. We pray that may you help us so that we can work with it in this sinful world as you are coming, we can go with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. 
May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>